Welcome to the No But Let's Talk About That, the podcast. This is a space for coming together and talking about any and everything from viral trends to our own personal stories and life experiences. We're so thankful that you're here and we hope that you stay. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. I feel like I say the same thing every time, but hello. You, do. you always <laughs> say three hellos right now, like that. <laughs> same, same pitch and tone of voice. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I, if I'm anything, I'm consistent. Agreed. Um, yeah, we love it. Welcome back. Uh, today, Anna and I will be talking about relationships. <gasps> yes. That's you know, crazy. It's a big one. It is big. Actually, we were going back and forth about if we actually wanted to talk about this or not. I'm going to be honest. And, um, and then I'll we decided honest. it'd be good. I'll be honest. I am still really intrigued in seeing how this is, will go because mm-hmm. I think I think it's helpful to, for me, because this is just a huge, huge thing for me. And I think it always has been. Um, yeah, but also, um, romantic relationships and platonic relationships, obviously very different, but Mm -hmm. I think also equally as special and important and we don't always view them that way. Um, but I'm excited to talk about both, but specifically the romance side, because I think we both are very different. (laughs) Well, that um, very different, I was going to say experiences and ideas, both. Um, I think we have very similar viewpoints when it comes to friendships. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think, and I think that's one reason why our friendship works out so well is because we kind of expect like the same things from each other. Mm-hmm. And we often, you know, apologize about the same things if we like think we do something wrong and the other person is immediately like, no, it's fine because it really is. And Yes, but first point that I would like to bring up, because I feel like it is very important, obviously, language is a huge way we communicate, and I think in relationships that love languages are very important, and so I just wanted to, for anyone that doesn't know, there are five of them, I looked them up, I mean, I already knew that there were five, (laughs) but I had to remind myself exactly of what they were. Um, so the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, which is different. I always forget about gifts, quality time and physical touch. So what's your love language? Um, I would say mine has always been like quality time. And I think part of that is just kind of like how I was raised very much like spending time with each other family would always try to do like family dinners and stuff even when we were like busy in high school um yeah I always thought it was acts of service but honestly I don't really think it is I do love helping and caring for other people but I don't think that qualifies as the same thing for me yeah like you are you or do you have a hard time like accepting when other people do it for you uh yeah kind of like almost makes you feel uncomfortable a little bit um very I don't yeah so I would definitely say quality time because I can equally 
like give it and receive it. I feel like it's a giving and a receiving thing still. Like quality time has to be both ways. So yeah. Mm. How what's yours? Or mine is multiple. I mean, I feel like also something that's super interesting is that like it can be different based on the person or mm-hmm. like the relationship. Like my mom and I, I feel like ours is pretty different. Or like mine for her would be like not the same as it would be. I always bring up my mom as an example, which I think is so funny, but like sure. Um, but like <laughs> if I'm saying like her and my dad, like I don't think that I love them with the same language. I think it's different. But I think my my overall one, like absolute overall most of the time at least, is physical touch. Okay. That makes sense. I'm very sensitive. And like even with like sensory stuff, like like sounds and like I've always been very sensitive to like touch. So like hugs. Yeah. Hug. Um, well, isn't there that thing that you need like eight hugs a day or something? I'm not really sure. I need I need 700. I know. But also, and like, you live alone, so that's funny. <laughs> drag. Um, but, and not just, like, I mean, even with, like, friends. Like, I love just, like, touching. <laughs> this just makes me sound so weird. Like, touching people's arms. Do you ever do that? Oh, I do that all the time in conversation. I'm like, just, literally like, all the time. Or, like, holding people's earlobes. I, like, I just, like. Like that's this part right here. Mm. Yeah, I, I love fat earlobes, but they're covered by my piercing, so you can actually tell. I love your ears, by the way. You miss <laughs> ears. Anyway, um, you would know, I guess, freaking earlobe toucher. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, isn't that supposed to be like a thing now? Um, like a comfort thing. If you like massage someone's earlobes, isn't that a thing? No. Okay. Maybe. Probably. Looking at me like I'm somewhere. crazy. I, I mean, no for idea. someone somewhere, I'm sure that's really therapeutic. And honestly, I probably saw it in a movie, so it probably isn't actually a real thing. That's cute. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's mine. That's a big one for me. And I've I've been that way since I was a kid. Like I just always have been really sensitive to like touch and stuff. And I've found that like, especially with um like casual touch, even is like like. I could be crying and if someone like places mm-hmm. their hand on like my back or like on my shoulder or like the back of my neck or just like on my head, mm-hmm. I like instantly calm down. Yeah. So weird. It's very soothing for me too. So I guess physical touch kind of might be one of mine too. Mm-hmm. And I think um, people have more than one. I was going to say, I definitely think there are more than one. I think words after, I think also it's super important here to, you know, address relationships with yourself because for me I feel like words of affirmation and like repeating things and kind of almost that aspect of like routine as an affirmation for me is like very huge um when it comes to like self-love my relationship with myself that's interesting Mm -hmm. I also think it's crazy that like of the love languages like which ones make you uncomfortable like which ways you're like um I would never ever (laughs) want that okay well also i'm gonna pull up something and i'm gonna see if this rings true for you okay and it was the idea of um 
like your, oh gosh, what is it? I guess they consider it a toxic trait, but mm-hmm. your toxic trait is like the opposite of your love language. <gasps> I think that's what it was. Um, and oh gosh, I hope I still have it. It was like a screenshot of something, if but I don't know it, if I, I kept it. it. But I know that, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it, sadly. Or maybe I saved it on TikTok. But all I know is that my um, was, like, completely accurate. Like, it was a little scary, actually. Wait, can Um, you explain the the math behind it? Like, what? So, basically what it is, okay, so you said, so I said I found it. So, I said that mine was quality time. And my toxic trait, supposedly the opposite of that, is isolating. Um, And I do tend to isolate. Like I'm very much a type of person who will confide in their bed and, you know, being alone and like using a low time. Alone time is like healing in quotes, which it is for me. But then also I do realize sometimes it is like a bit of like a way for me to be in quotes I guess like toxic or I'm just gonna use the word like unhealthy like sometimes it is an unhealthy thing for me like I overdo it a little bit too much sometimes interesting so yours was physical touch and so supposedly your toxic trait is avoidance So for anyone listening, I'll list the other ones too. So if you were thinking throughout this whole thing that your love language was acts of service, um, yours would be not asking for help. If you are a gift giver, you are an an impulsive shopper. And if you have words of affirmation, going silent is your toxic trait. And honestly, I just said like the words of affirmation that was more so for myself, but I I'm definitely like a going silent person. I feel like sometimes in like the wrong times when I just don't know what to say. I feel like sometimes it is better to say nothing, which I guess isn't super toxic, but yeah, is very interesting, isn't it? I just got dragged. I'm sorry. I can't get over it. <laughs> I know. <Literally laughs> because right when I read it, I already like know you so well and I knew you were going to be like in awe. <laughs> because you got me. Yeah. <laughs> You've got me. All right. That's funny well, though. I think that this, honestly, talking about love languages perfectly segues into kind of our next point, which is the idea of how everyone loves differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so in the way that I heard this, well, obviously, like, this was something that I knew. But you know how sometimes you know something or, like, you have the idea in your head and then you're listening to someone else speak and then when they talk, you... It like settles in. Mm-hmm. Do you have an was, example was, though? Well, that was this. Like, I kind of know that, like, obviously, no one like loves the same, but it's not really. It wasn't super like a concrete idea I thought about for a while. Like, but it was there. And then I was listening to a podcast, and he was like, "This guy was like, yeah, well, everyone loves differently." And I was sitting there, and I was like, "So I knew that, but hearing you say it, it just like turned so many more gears." If that makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your kind of like idea about everyone loving differently? Because I remember talking about this briefly with you like a couple weeks ago and I feel like you had an interesting point on it. Did I? That's crazy. I don't know. If you don't, you can think about it. If you say, literally, if you say anything you say, I'm like, yeah, sure. 
Um, my take on that though, um, I think it is like super layered mm-hmm. because if you're talking about a relationship and I'm thinking about like friends as well, mm-hmm. like over time you like learn to adapt and I think that that is just like kind of what we do like normally as like humans um but also you kind of wrote down in your notes that we share as well that like you expect love to look one way but it looks like something else and even like outside of a relationship I think we like grew up with like watching movies or like reading books or like hearing songs about love and I think we get a lot of or also watching our parents too mm-hmm. or not watching our parents yeah um and I think that something that I've like noticed is like in those types of things I see how people's experiences can be like different like when you think of like a love song that like really I don't know girl like it just really does something for you mm-hmm. can you think <laughs> of one and like if- oh shoot um oh there's this one hang on I will find it in like four seconds I don't actually know if this is a love song, but do you listen to um, Ben Howard ever? Um, I've heard the name. Well, there's this song called Small Things. I'm not actually sure if that's a love song, but I just really, I also just love the tone of his voice. That's very much like a big thing for me. Sometimes I don't even pay attention to lyrics, which <laughs> maybe isn't the best thing. I just like no. love the way someone sounds. Um, but- yeah. And that's like kind of I'm so glad you just said that because that's kind of the point I'm making mm-hmm. because like you saying that is like completely contradictory to like my experience with like music like you're very much a big lyric person I'm a huge lyric person like I even if are. the song is like not good like tonally yeah. Yeah. if the lyrics are like hitting I'm in like I'm yeah. so in and like also, when I think of like love songs, obviously I love like all of the genres and like, you know, sad guitar shit is like my favorite. But like mm-hmm. when I think about like love, love, I think about like jazz music. Like what? Okay. Yeah. And like that's not what maybe you would, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like even finding those like small things of like what's around us in the world I think is like a good clue in as to like how we're all so like different and I guess that's the only thing I can really say about like loving differently other than me like bringing up an example about my mom again because I always bring her up as I just stated but like I think that's also a part of it is that already on our own we're so different Mm-hmm. And just in the way we observe and like live. And so, of course, n- like not all of the time that's going to align with, you know, another yeah. person. Yeah. So 
Speaking of alignment, while you were just saying all those things, and I kind of wanted to circle back to a point that you mentioned in the very beginning mm-hmm. um, of about like adapting to other people. And obviously as humans, we learn from each other. Like mm-hmm. that's everything you learn is like from someone else or like, literally, you know, someone wrote a Which book, it's still scary. from someone else's information, you know? Just so scary. Yeah. Um, but basically this whole idea of everyone loving differently is kind of you know if you're in a relationship and you have a certain love language should you maybe expect love from a certain way but the other person you know isn't giving you that because their love language is something else so they're displaying love like in a way that you haven't normally seen before um if it's kind of inherently in our personality to love a certain way and maybe want to expect love to look a certain way what is like your take on adapting to like the new person's like love language or your like your significant other I don't know if I'm wording this right but like Mm -hmm. do you think it kind of takes a while for someone to be in a relationship and um maybe like adapt to the other person's tendencies and like eventually kind of um, accept that other love language and make it kind of one of theirs or what do you do you Mm -hmm. think that or do you think that I understand you know if you're in a relationship and you want love to look one way like are you just supposed to accept what the other person is giving you but then on top of that love yourself in whatever way you think is fit to like make up for that or like my eyes twitching (laughs) because I'm scared and I feel like well I feel like what I'm thinking about this is I'm gonna say my answer quickly first and then I want yours um Mm -hmm. but a perfect example to me is our friendship (gasps) is that we have different love languages like we just talked about this Mm -hmm. and so I feel like at first sometimes it was it is or just like still is so maybe you can't completely learn or adapt 100%. But I think that sometimes for us, like quality time for me um, with you can like look like we're sitting in silence and it could just be laughter or it could be a hug. And like, you know what I mean? So I feel like Mm -hmm. for us, we have adapted to each other. So I think you can, but I think it takes a lot of time. Um, And I also think that sometimes not giving it time to like adapt to the other person and their tendencies to love is where like conflict can come from in relationships. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Here's my take. Okay. Cause I felt a lot when you were posing all those illuminating uh, <laughs> in my head. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between adapting and yes. like adopting And I think one is probably better than the other. Which one do you think is better? Adapting. Okay. And I think what that looks like, I think what that looks like is like you saying, hey, this is not my thing, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. I'm not afraid to, you know, test it out, you know. Or the reversal and kind of be like, hey, I know this isn't really how you do this, but this is kind of how I want it you know, speak your needs too. Yes. And I think that, that as a partner, probably you would want to 
be willing to try that right whatever Mm -hmm. that slash it is yeah um and I think that that's like what it's all about um however I think that like adopting to me when you were talking about like taking on something and then like turning it into like your own like and now it's like a part of you I think that happens like naturally in some ways but like in my mind I saw like the image of a dinosaur like eating something and like now it's like them but there's no like there was no like work through like there was no like process of like you know giving and yes. taking there's and no like work to understand. basically that goes yeah. into it yeah, yeah. it's, it's I just like mean. oh you like hugs I don't like hugs but now I'm just gonna like take I'm just gonna give you hugs like all, all the time you know and maybe yeah. it could look that way but also like if it's really not your thing you know it is gonna take that time of like oh you just give me a hug haha <laughs> you know I, think it's like, oh, I, was, okay. I was gonna say I feel like that's like a perfect example of like kind of so adopting would be kind of the sporadic hugs then all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, you but like then, hugs? Let me hug you. <laughs> right. But then adopting, on the other hand, would be like, okay, okay, you like hugs. And in the right moment in time when you like are getting to know the person and maybe they're going through something, it's like, you know what? This is where I'm going to give them like a purposeful hug and it's going to mean a lot to them. And like that like energy, like the purpose behind giving them a hug will like transfer and I feel like that's when like a hug can like mean a lot if that is what you want to receive yeah I like that great that's my take I love that that was an amazing answer and an amazing dinosaurs and (laughs) all of it no but it was perfect because it is like you're not like a dinosaur just needs to eat to survive it's not putting in the work to do that like yes it's work you know what I mean like but it's not the same as I don't know. No. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. My brain was like, do you want this image of a dinosaur? And I was like, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, kind of moving on to our next point. Um, I think this is like a huge one for a lot of people, especially if you consider yourself, which quote unquote, a relationship person, which as much as I value and honor relationships, um, well, you know what's funny too is when people say that they're a relationship person, they typically mean a significant other. Rarely are they talking about friendships because mm. then like, yeah, of course I'm a relationship person. Like I value my friendships so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this whole idea of codependency on the other mm. person, on other people, um, and kind of the question of like how do you stay independent in a relationship with someone else especially if maybe you live with them which neither of us like live with another like I live with six other girls so obviously like maybe there's some codependency on living with other people at my point where it's like when it comes to things like safety you know or like just feeling secure in like a bigger house that like when it's empty it's really lonely you know Mm -hmm. um but then also maybe just how I can find comfort sometimes in those moments of like silence. Um, mm. yeah. I don't know. What are some of your thoughts that are, you look like you're thinking. Um, well, I'm thinking about like, I about to get really, um, I think like 
one of my biggest fears is like like this loss of like my sense of self mm-hmm. yeah because I already lose it from time to time yeah and so I can't really imagine what happens when you are now in a relationship with like another like obviously it's bound to happen Mm -hmm. but I think that's why in my head I'm like marriage feels so much safer than like dating because I'm like well at that point like you know you're married and like it's bound to happen and like now you're family and now you're like actually like you know you're having children and like in my brain like that makes sense but I'm like the work up until then with like dating multiple people like trial and error as if it's some like like some test mm-hmm. it's like really scary to me because I'm like that's a lot of of people that's a lot of identity shifts that's a lot of and I and I get that that's the point right but like I think that's my biggest fear is like because I'm such an independent person and I feel like I've always been and so like the idea of like losing that and like attaching myself to like someone else as like now and I get you're always gonna be like you like Mm -hmm. you're still you you're not really changing but sometimes like you kind of morph into this other thing and you kind of lose you right here I'm 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 putting my fist in the air so you know what I'm talking about like if this is you and this is another person this is what you become like you're no longer yeah. just this you know you are together and yeah really scary to me i have a couple points i feel like and i'm not sure if it's necessarily advice or like points or whatever but i think that one main thing and how you can try to maintain your sense of independence um and, you know, this is speaking from I was in kind of, a, you know, okay-ish, not the best relationship in high school. <laughs> you know what? Or yeah. basically like on and off like three-ish years. Um, you're, and we're so young. I know. Um, and so those were like key years of like developing my independence, right? And like I, you know, you get lost in that in high school and you don't really you have a hard time developing that. Um, and then basically there was just, you know, so much time in between that and my relationship that I'm in now. I think it was like um, I don't know, it was basically four years that I was like single and like I would see people here and there but there was just something in me that was like consistently telling me that it just wasn't right or you know either the other person ended it and like I was like upset but it wasn't to the point where I was like heartbroken like something in me was kind of like okay this is kind of right I do enjoy being single it was a lot of fun for me um and I don't know I think there was something inside me that was like you need to like take all this time that you possibly can to become independent and that's what I did I consider myself a very independent person right now um and in my relationship still and I think that's because I kind of view it almost as more of like you're sharing yourself with someone else 
you know, you're not giving it to them. You're just like sharing like some of your personality and hoping that they get to enjoy it and like to spend time with you. Um, and then also just like voicing that you need alone time, I think is really important because sometimes you just get caught up in a relationship and you spend all this time with them and it's like consistency. You're like, oh, I just want to spend time with them. I like spending time with them, blah, 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 all of this stuff, you know? And you're just like never not with them. And I guess that's a little bit of like the honeymoon phase type of vibe. But like that mm. I feel like is where you lose your codependency because or you lose your independence and become codependent because you're constantly with them. And then when you get out of this honeymoon phase, um, you can't accept that it's over because your relationship starts to change and you need to be more independent because maybe you're getting used to each other. You're getting used to your company. Do you know what I mean by that? You're getting used to someone else's company. And so you, I hope this is all like making sense. Maybe it's, you see, I, I know you're <laughs> like, the look on my face is like telling you one thing, but I'm going to tell you what it really means. Like you're making too much sense. If I, okay. if I can just communicate. Well, I'm just trying to say like, after this honeymoon phase is over and this, like, it's a huge phase of codependency. Like it really is. Um, And then when it's over, you need to accept that like, you know, it's like the excitement of a new relationship is kind of over and you're very much used to each other's company. And again, you can kind of like exercise your independence within the relationship again. So I do think to a certain extent in the beginning that codependency is okay. Um, So you can know what it's like to like lean on the other person and you get that sense of trust. I think that's really important. And then after that kind of fizzles out, like you already had that foundation that now you can both be independent on your own, but you know what it's like, and you know that that person is always there if you need it. But that's when you can start to exercise your independence again, and the relationship will grow in a different way. That's my take. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Um, Yeah, I think also my views on codependency have changed, like just in the last month, because mm -hmm. I feel like I've been codependent in like healthy ways and it's been like yeah yeah life-changing see and, that's what I'm saying I think there's healthy codependency for sure yeah and I mean but when it's like obsessive and like possessive and controlling and manipulative and that's different mm -hmm. um and I'm most certain that you and I you know can observe what that is and it's completely different from what we're talking about. I know. Um, yeah. So it's not like a fear of like, oh, like, you know, being controlled or like, I would never respectfully, but, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I could never. But yeah. I, you and I are like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's not um, for me. But thanks. Actually, rather not. <laughs> um, but like. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, mm -hmm. No, feeling that need to always have your hands on something or, you know, but speaking of hands on something, mm -hmm. uh, I think we could touch on intimacy super quick <gasps> as kind of a last point here and how yeah. there can be, you know, kind of after this honeymoon phase or whatever, which is typically more of when you see your... um more standard definition of intimacy in relationships lots of like kissing hugging you know what I mean like very lovey-dovey and how that can kind of transition into um, other types of intimacy 
you know, um, there was this trend on TikTok a little while ago that was like things that I find more intimate than um, sex. And it was like, you know, watching the sunset together or sharing a moment of silence in like a beautiful, like, you know, setting like a sunset or something like that, you know? And like, I just thought it was really beautiful because I think there are a ton of things that are very intimate that aren't under our typical definition of intimacy. So that's so crazy. You just said that. Cause I was literally just like, the reason I brought that up to you was because I was talking to someone else, um, about like that exact same thing, like, you know, other things, mm-hmm. um, and like how important that is as well. Yeah. And like kind of ties back into like what we were talking about, about like the things that like make us us or like the, the things that like remind us of love mm-hmm. and like how to like embody that in with yourself also, but also obviously in a relationship. But yeah, intimacy, like, and like, I'm thinking of like, even physical touch, like, I'm sorry, mm. but like when this is going to sound crazy, but like when my cousin, who is like one of my best friends, ever since we were like tiny, he does this like thing where he takes his finger and mm-hmm. he like nudges it in my stomach or he'll like pat the back of my neck. Right. And yeah. in like small ways, that's like for me, it's always been him saying like, I love you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that what you're what we're basically saying now is like, what are all the other ways you can express that like love or like saying I love you? Right. Is that kind of what we're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think one for me and this is just like uh, this has never been like a thing for me before, but I think for me it's like you know and a lot of women it's a big one because it is kind of like a joke um to some people or like it has been like known as a joke where it's like when you're hanging out with someone um and you're like cuddling or you're like you know like laying on top of them and you're actually putting all of your body weight on them Mm -hmm. for me I think that's like oddly like intimate I don't know like not oddly very like like, if I'm just I don't know like whenever like all like I don't know. Like sometimes there was this one time I remember that um, my boyfriend, he was asleep and then I just went and just like laid on top of him and just like put all of my weight on him. And I think that it's just like for some women um, and I say it's kind of like a joke to like or not a joke to some people, but I want to explain that like, you know, women who struggle with like body issues or weight or have a big you know, there's a big expectation of what our weight should be in quotes and like all of this stuff. And like, it's really hard for us to like fully share that with another person, whether it be, you know, whoever, I'm not sure. Um, and so I think that that's like super intimate for me. And I like, love that too. When I like get it back, he just like bear hugs me and I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't know. I love that. So literally like someone tying my shoes for me is like, Mm, yeah like that was crazy like it's like that's it's not odd at all and I think if you like if you know something makes you like feel good like Mm -hmm. you just said body weight that's like that's yeah that's like a you thing you know and I think that's important that you know that first of all and like that you value it and (laughs) have that like other way to say I love you, you know? Yeah. 
this is also kind of a physical touch thing, but this is a huge thing for me with like my girlfriends. Like if I do this to people, then like, I like to me, it's just like a little way to say like, I love you or whatever. Um, I love playing with people's hair or just like putting it behind their ear or just like, you know, touching the end, like super quick and being like, Oh, you look so pretty. And like kind of like grab their hair a little bit. Yes. 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 I don't know. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> just envision now like all the things that I I do with mm-hmm. like people I'm like no one ever checks me on it sometimes either I'm like that was kind of strange but I just love you no I know oh well I think this was a beautiful episode um about relationships and all things intimate and love language and I love you you said it first this time I love I you did. too <laughs> okay see you next time Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more, check out the links in the show notes and we'll see you next time.